What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode two of Dig Straight Down. This is a podcast about Minecraft, and I am Rebel JC, your host. It has been a pretty cool week for Minecraft developing. Uh, I've been following some of the developers on Twitter. It seems like they've pretty much wrapped up development on the Buzzy Bees update 1.15. Seems like the last of the snapshots, I think, have gone out. Um, yeah, and it's looking good so far. Uh, I have not really been playing much in 1.15, and the little I have been playing in 1.15, um, it, I haven't really found any of the Buzzy Beads themselves. Uh, it's their challenge to locate sometimes, because they, they, only, they, only, uh, they only spawn in certain biomes, and only in a certain percentage, so finding the Buzzy Bees themselves can be a bit of a challenge. Don't expect this to be like the Update Aquatic or the Village and Pillage update where you can basically log on to a new world and jump right into the new features. You're going to have to work for it a bit. What I have been doing, though, has been following uh, the coverage of it from people like uh, Cubfan and Exumavoid. Um, I highly recommend you go check out their channels on YouTube if you haven't. Um, they, they do a good job covering all the new snapshots and new developments that are coming out from the dev team at uh, Mojang. Um, so it's looking really cool. Uh, now the bug fixes themselves. Um, I'm not a technical player. I don't really, and, and I play Minecraft on the Mac mini. So it's going to be my game, no matter what is going to be a little bit on the, uh, I don't know. It's going to have, uh, it's going to have issues either way in bugs, no matter what. So the bug fixes themselves have not really been on my radar as much as the 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 features, the gameplay features themselves. So um, it's it's really nice for them to cover that kind of stuff for people like me who who you know because of the nature of what we play on, um, I really don't have a gaming PC or anything. So uh, it's really nice to understand what's going on, even if we ourselves are not experiencing those things. Uh, or benefiting necessarily from all of the uh, bug fixes. So, But it's been pretty cool to see all of that. What's the really cool thing, though, about them uh, being finished with the, this update is now that they can turn their attention now as a team and really focus on the Nether update. And now, I said last episode, I'm super excited about the Nether update. I think there's so much potential there. I really, really, really want there to be a way for us to get the Weather Sword. I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll see. Um, so, yeah, they're hopefully going to turn their attention to the Nether update. Now, I am following some of those developers on Twitter, and they've been asking questions. Uh, so one of them asked, I can't remember his name right now, but one of them asked, what annoys you the most about the Nether? And <laughs> I think uh, we, as fans of the game, kind of unloaded on him, and... Uh, just gave him a, an entire wish list of things that we would like to see. Um, one of those things being, I, I, several times I saw people talking about ways to cross lava without bridging, um, which I thought was a great idea. So having some sort of like boat that is uh, able to go on to lava, um, that would be a really great addition for the game. And maybe, and I saw somebody suggest as well, like maybe if you put this the same boat in water, it sinks, so you can't use it in water, so it has a limited use. Um, and also, like, it would not be an overpowered addition to the game, because in order to use it, you still have to get down to the level of the lava, and you are very vulnerable to gas attacks while you're out there in the open lava ocean. So, I think that would be an amazing addition to the game. Uh, several people uh, were tweeting about it. 
Um, I think if you took, if you did something like you take a boat in Minecraft and you sort of in the crafting bench lined it with obsidian or maybe iron, but probably obsidian, uh, that would be a way to craft it. It would be a challenge to get the obsidian, especially in early game. Um, so it would be a very well balanced item in the game and very, it would, it would solve a lot of problems traversing the nether. Um, so that would be really cool to see. In addition to that lava boat, I personally suggested that there be a way for new players who are completely new to the game to uh, learn about nether portals. Um, I think one of the major flaws in the game, which, I mean, there's not many of them, but one of the flaws in the game is that uh, a new player really has nothing to point them to the nether at all. Really. I mean... Um, there's no hint about it in the overworld. Uh, and, I mean, what new player, other than going out looking up tutorials, which takes you out of the game, is going to discover, oh, well, you know, you can build a, another portal if you use obsidian and light on fire. I mean, that's such a random game mechanic. Um, no one is going to discover that on their own. So what I suggested is that just kind of scattered in the overworld, sort maybe with the rarity of, like, a, de a desert um, well, uh, maybe there are broken portal frames and maybe a little chest kind of off to the side with a flint and steel in it. Um, that way you can, you know, the player's like, okay, well, let me see if I can complete this rectangle. And, okay, so there's a flint and steel in here. What, what, what do I need to do with it? And kind of experiment and maybe they can stumble upon the portal that way. Um, that, I mean, I think that would be a completely... Uh, I think that that would be a way to introduce the nether to new to new players as well as expand on sort of like that secret hidden lore that's kind of in the background of the game with all of the ruins and everything. So maybe whoever built the jungle temples and this, the, the strongholds also had broken nether portals and we can speculate on why it was broken and why they went to the nether and all of that kind of stuff. So I think that that would be a fun addition to the game. Um, Cubfan himself uh, tweeted uh, to this developer and suggested that they either tone down the fog in the Nether or take it away completely. And he posted some he posted some screenshots that I thought were pretty compelling. So one screenshot was normal uh, in the Nether kind of perspective, um, and it was pretty foggy, pretty dense, like usual, and. Uh, you couldn't really see that far ahead of you. And then the next screenshot he posted was much more... Well, first of all, there was no fog. And it just kind of changed the whole look of the nether. All of a sudden, it became this, I don't know, impressive, vast cavern that you... Like, I don't know, it just has this openness and vastness to it that it didn't have with the fog. So you kind of had this, 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 this feeling of awe with this, this look. So... I really think that that would be a great idea, and I, I don't, I, I think there's an option of turning off the fog in, you know, your settings or whatever. Maybe there's not, but even if there is, I think that it's in the game's best interest for the Nether to be as impressive as possible. So, when a new player goes in there, I mean, while it's impressive when a new player, I mean, when a new player goes into the Nether, while it is impressive to be in the surround surroundings of fire and lava everywhere, how much more would it be if you have this feeling of openness and just sort of this empty cavern? I don't know. That would be really cool. 
Uh, and I really think that they should take that uh, suggestion seriously because I, it looked really awesome. And uh, I think it would improve people's impressions of the nether, especially if you're able to look, kind of look into the distance and see the new biomes. That would be awesome. And that's kind of another thing that it kind of brings up another thing that I've always kind of wondered, especially since, I mean, when they introduced uh, the soul sand, uh, the soul sand valley that's coming up with the new, the blue fog. When they introduced that in back of my mind, I was like, well, the fog in the soul sand valley is blue and the fog in the nether just everywhere else is red. What happens when you're kind of standing on the border of that biome? Does the fog kind of shift or is there like this hard like change between colors? You know, are you going to like be on, you know, the very edge of the soul sand valley with blue fog and then take one step and all of a sudden it flashes red? That doesn't sound great to me. Like, I, I don't know. It would be interesting to see maybe, maybe the Soul Sand Valley has this dense fog effect with the blue, and then you step outside and it fades to a very subtle red fog that's sort of more out in the distance. Maybe that kind of, like a gradual shift rather than a harsh, like, one block is a dense blue fog and one block over is a dense red fog. It just seems like that would be a harsh thing to jump back and forth. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I mean, they, they're obviously going to develop that a little further before they release it later this year. Um, well, speaking of updates, I kind of, every now and then I'll remember this, this feature that was promised back in the notch era. <laughs> and, you know, it's just kind of been floating around out there like a ghost. Um, so back in the day, I don't remember, maybe 2011, 2010, something like that. Somebody said something, and I think it was Notch, about adding a red dragon mob to the game. And ever since I heard about that, that just kind of caught my imagination. The idea behind the red dragon would be that you would take the... Uh, ender dragon's egg and hatch it from there so it would be sort of like the child of the the ender dragon and I don't know if they were intending for this to be a another boss which having another dragon boss would be kind of redundant in my opinion or if they were ha intending it for for it to be like a pet which would be amazing and I think that that would a tameable sort of OP end game pet would be absolutely amazing um I don't know that that would I, I would just love that, and I personally think that this Nether update would be the perfect opportunity to introduce something like that because you know so it's, it's a red dragon it's it's a uh, it's like almost like the Nether version of the Ender Dragon so I don't know maybe if each I don't know this is kind of going crazy but maybe if each dimension had its own dragon so you would have a a red nether dragon, and then you would have maybe like a green overall dragon. I don't know that. I don't know, but but that I'll remember that promised feature every now and then, and I'll just really get why won't they add this thing, or when will they add this thing? So I, I don't know. Like, what role would this red dragon play? Um, if you hatch it from the ender dragon's egg, the I mean, I would assume that it would. Maybe it would start off as a baby dragon, and you you raise it and tame it, and it becomes kind of a a further game progression past the end 
um, maybe then you can use it to explore the end a little bit more efficiently than you can do it with elytra because elytra run out you have to use firework rockets for it to work effectively so maybe this would be a way kind of to bypass using an elytra um and also would i would hope that it would have some sort of offensive capability so maybe it would also have dragon's breath that it could shoot sort of like the ender dragon itself which would be really handy fighting um say a raid uh, or maybe not, because then the splash effect would affect a villager. But maybe if you're trying to just, you know, completely take out a woodland mansion or something. I don't know. It seems sounds a bit overpowered, uh, but I think it would be pretty cool to do that. Um, I think if it's... My, my criticism of that would be if it comes from the Ender Dragon's Egg and, you're, and you don't want to do a Ender Dragon fight repeatedly and on a multiplayer server you would run into the problem of k deciding who gets to have the red dragon um especially if the only way to to get it is to kill the ender dragon and then you have to reload it or re respawn it and have to do it over and over and over again i don't know that wouldn't that would only make sense in a single player single player world um but i'm sure people would get around that just like they have the ender dragon drop multiple elytra instead of no elytra um i don't know that would be that would be pretty cool I, I really do think that would be that would be pretty cool um i do like the idea of it being a player initiated event and let's talk about player initiated events a bit Look, there's um as far as i can uh tell that there are three player initiated events in the game so far so you have most classically you have the wither fight um, where you basically build a a sand a soul sand golem that summons in the wither and you fight it and you can do that as many times as you want as long as you have the material um, and then you have the ender dragon fight which you initiate by entering the end dimension for the first time and you can initiate it again by summoning in the dragon using uh, those crystals um, and then you have the uh, the pillager raids and you initiate those by killing a pillager captain and walking into a village. So there's a precedent for having player-initiated events summoning in in enemies that are a a bit more powerful than just your typical zombies and skeletons and creepers. And I really love this idea. Um, I really, and I kind of hope that they add more things like this um, with more rewards added to them. Uh, so I don't know, like for this, for this red dragon idea, uh, having it hatch from the, um, ender dragon's egg, maybe in under certain conditions, maybe that, uh, triggers another event, a player initiated event. Maybe you have to, uh, forcibly tame the dragon, uh, instead of killing it. Um, but maybe you just have to like sit on it or something like you have to do a horse and it might kill you. So you have to kind of risk it. Um, I don't know that that idea of a player initiated event really really strikes me as something that they should add more of. There's so much, so many things that they could do um, for this. Um, if they added a new dimension one of these days, um, having a boss that is summoned in using um, a particular uh, set uh, set of blocks like the wither. Um, there's there's multiple ways to do this, but that's the common thread in a boss fight. Um, in Minecraft is that it's always player initiated for the most part, because I mean, I know people 
accidentally cause raids all the time, which, I mean, you should be able to not do that, and I think they're working on fixing that. Um, but if you, if you want to have a boss fight in Minecraft, it's always going to be up to you, or it should be up to you to do that, because there's a lot of players, really, who don't want to do that. They're just in the game to have fun and build stuff. Um, so there's a lot that they could add that I think would be great, and I think that pairing that somehow with the Red Dragon, uh, that would make a really cool update one day, and that's kind of what we're all about here <laughs> at Dig Straight Down, so that's kind of all the time I have for this episode. Um, if you have any thoughts, uh, let me know at uh, digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys. I know this is only a second episode. Uh, but I would love to hear from you guys anyway. So thanks for listening to this episode of Dig Straight Down, and I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>